You guys are welcome to finish your jars as you've been doing. We have a special, did you finish yours, Ryder? And you have your candle inside, so beautiful. Now you can keep that year after year. When it's Christmas time, put it with your Christmas decorations, right? Yes. So we have one of our youth. We've tried to make Christmas be as much about our kids. We had our kids day. Now we have one of our youth coming to bring our Christmas morning message to you. Brennan, if you want to come join us. Brennan is a senior in a, um, North Oconee High School. He is 17 years old. He plays competitive paintball. He is six foot tall. I won't tell them how much you weigh. That's not very nice. And also my son. And he had said that he thought that God was asking him to share a message one day. And so we thought today would be the lowest key way to do that, right? So, Brennan? And it's a surprise to me, Mom, Papa. Me, Mom, Papa didn't know. He wanted it to be a surprise to you, so we weren't allowed to tell you. Morning. Do it again. <laughs> All right. So this is my first time preaching. So if it's bad, uh, don't be surprised. Thank you. All right. So one Christmas, gosh, many, many years ago, you know, I woke up like any normal Christmas, not knowing what I was going to get, and went downstairs. All the presents were there. All my parents were down there. Everyone was ready. And so we begin opening presents, and it gets to me, and I get this little bag. And I open it, and it was my first paintball gun that they gave me. And there's a video out there somewhere on Facebook or something. and. When I had saw what I got, I got so overcome with joy that I started crying. It was pretty funny. And that's probably, that has to be one of my, you know, favorite Christmas memories. So if you think back to your best Christmas, your best gift, your favorite Christmas memory, I bet you have a memory like mine. And also like mine, I bet it doesn't have much to do with the birth of Jesus. And we hear this story from Luke every Christmas but our Christmases never seem to be about that moment. Our Christmases revolve around all these worldly things like presents, light, food, and music. But the real gift we should be celebrating is the ultimate gift, the gift of knowing that God loves us and the ultimate proof of God's love can be seen in the moment surrounding the birth of a baby. So the question we need to ask through all of not only this story, but the Bible in general, is why. Why are we being told this? Why is this important? And it may seem dumb, you know, like, why is the birth of Jesus important? It's, you know, but a lot of times, at least I, when I go reading through the Bible, I don't, haven't thought about it this way. And once I started reading it with this perspective, it revealed a lot of God's plans and intentions. So if we look back, oh goodness. Like going back to when it said that Jesus was born in a manger because there's no room in the inn. Why? Why did they tell us that? So I thought about it for a little bit and I realized that they tell us that because it reinforces the fact that God chose our savior, the person who would free us from all of our sins to come from poverty and not some socially high up place 
to show everyone that our true king doesn't need worldly items or status to make a true difference in this world. So if we continue reading through the scripture with this viewpoint, God's plan is almost foreshadowed throughout the whole story. For example, almost all of the people throughout this story who are around Jesus are of low status, like the shepherds. And in my eyes, this foreshadows how the rest of Jesus' life is going to go and how he's always around the normal people, the people of low status that are usually ignored by the higher-up monarchs of that time. And not only that, but like his disciples, he chose 10, 10, 10, 12, I was close. <laughs> just, yeah, just, yeah, regular people, you know. They weren't some important, powerful priest. They weren't some king. They're just normal people. And, you know, the Israelites at the time, they couldn't really see this plan unfolding, you know, of how. They, all, they had this predisposition of thoughts about how their king and the one who would save them would come from some high up place and that he'd be, you know, super glamorous and come in with, you know, trumpets sounding. And, but that's not what God wanted. That's not what his plan was. And, but even though they couldn't see that plan unfolding in the moment, God was still working his plan for their good. You see, God sent Jesus for them, the Israelites, to save them from all that troubled them and all that oppressed them and all that hindered them from praising their true king. So, this has been God's plan all along, to send down his son to free us. God sent Jesus to save you, to save you from your grief, your depressions, your addictions, your troubles, your traumas. He was sent to save you from everything. And the only thing he asks in return is for you to give up your life to Christ, which seems ins insignificant considering what you're getting in return. And the best part about that is there's no strings attached. There's nothing extra you really need to do to, like, you don't need to go sacrificing a goat every morning, you know. It's not necessary. You just got to give your life up to him and you're set. So going back to the real meaning of Christmas, what if we lived in a world where we all recognize what Christmas morning really means? If we have as much joy for God and for the forgiveness of Jesus as we had as a presence this morning, what would that look like? I think it would look pretty good. I think that we would see a whole lot more good in the world. Imagine everyone in the world went to church and worshiped God for the gift that he gave us. Wouldn't you think that that would make the world a whole lot better? You know, but, you know, sad reality is we don't live in a perfect world like that. But that's where we come in as Christians. It's our job to go out there praising God and showing others what we have been given and what Christmas is really about. And, yeah, I think that's, that's his plan is to use us make a difference, to just go out and show people that we've been forgiven and that God loves us and God has a plan for us in all of these things. And yeah, let us pray. Lord, I thank you that you have given us the opportunity to be here today. 
We thank you for the gift that you have given us. I pray that you give us opportunities to show others that gift as well, and that human that as humans, we use what you have given us as a way to glorify you and shine your light in our daily lives. We love you and thank you, God. Amen. I'll just have you know they've never not once clapped after I finished the sermon, just telling you right now. Um, we see God on display all over this church. We see our kids giving us the story of the nativity. We see our youth singing and bringing the message. And we see you all showing up here to be a part of our family on Christmas morning. I got to tell you. Um, I haven't had as nice of a Christmas as I'm having right now in a really, really long time. So thank you all for being here this morning. Yeah.